to the program. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continues on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JL Tire and Service Center. They say thank you for voting, voting them the best tire dealer around. That is uh, our friends right there in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. And whether it's just something as simple as some new tires and an oil change for the minivan, all the way up to brakes and uh, major repair for tractor trailers and big rigs. Uh, they have the facilities for both right there on Johnson Creek, just north of I-94. You can see it right off of the highway. Thanks to our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center for being a part of the program. And Lyle and his staff also very philanthropic and give back to the community for sure. So the, uh, the, the, the statement was made earlier today, and I found it rather intriguing, that um, the Packers are in a rebuild, but if, if Jordan Love can do what Aaron Rodgers did last year, then, <clears throat> excuse me, then this team has a legitimate shot at getting into the postseason. And... I had a couple of, I guess, um, I don't want to say arguments with all of that, but, you know, um, (laughs) Rodgers last year threw for just under 3,700 yards, just under 3,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks in the season, and a quarterback rating of 91, 91. So you start to think and you, you, you kind of go through the list and you say, okay, look, Let's take a look at some of the other quarterbacks in the National Football League in comparison. And then when you talk about the comparison, who, where should Jordan Love fall? And I, I, think it's, I, I think it's interesting in that sense. Now, you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes, a, a quarterback rating of 105.2 and 5,200 yards, and led, led the league for the most part, okay? So let's just say... Um, can Ben, can he be Daniel Jones? I think rather easily, if I'm being honest, and he might be surrounded by more than Jones is. So can he be Daniel Jones who also won games and went to the postseason? Uh, now the big number for me, I always look at completion percentage, but he's Daniel Jones last year had a quarterback rating of 92.5 with 3,200 yards. 3,200 yards, he had 15 touchdowns and five picks. They ran the ball with Saquon Barkley extremely well until Barkley ended up getting a little bit banged up. But he was sacked 44 times in the season, had a QBR of 60.8, which is not terrible. So Daniel Jones played out, played every game, uh, threw 472 times. That was it. Can he have a season like, say, it wasn't a good season, but um, – Say a guy like, I don't know, Davis Mills. Bad season, right? Bad season. 17 touchdowns, 15 picks, 78.8 quarterback rating. Terrible. Davis Mills. Matt Ryan, terrible season. 83.9 quarterback rating, 3,000 yards, 14 touchdowns, 13 picks. So, to me, I look at the completion percentage. Can you keep it at 60, 64 and a half or better? That's number one. And then I don't necessarily need to see a ton of yards. It's it's great when you do, don't get me wrong, but I don't have to see uh, a ton of yards on the season. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady for that. Tom Brady threw for four, almost 4,700 yards last year. Even, even in a bad season for Tom Brady, 25 touchdowns and nine picks, even in a bad season. 
Tom Brady still forty nine or 4,700 yards. Uh, it was Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff. You know, I mean, can he beat Jared Goff? Jared Goff had a hell of a season last year. For everybody that wanted to knock Jared Goff, Jared Goff, he ended up with 29 touchdowns, seven picks, and a 99.3 quarterback rating. Not bad. Threw for 4,400 yards. Completion percentage is 65. So the question then is, who do you need him to be like? Because after some of, the, we'll say, some of the quarterback ratings that were really, really high, can he be, you know, can he throw for a quarterback rating of, say, 93, which would be better than Aaron Rodgers, better than he was last year? Can he throw for 26 touchdowns and, say, 10 picks, completion percentage of 65? But if you if you set the bar at say six, like I just went through the numbers, if you say sixty four and a half percent, twenty five touchdowns, seven to ten picks, quarterback rating right around ninety two ish, you know, can they win? That's not setting the bar real high, by the way. I'm not saying he has to come in and be Joe Burrow or Jared Goff or Josh Allen or you know Justin Herbert or whatever. But can he give you that? And if the answer is, like, that's my expectation, then there's no reason to think that you couldn't find this team maybe in the postseason. Is that too much? Is that is that unrealistic to ask, Ben, do you no, feel? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, they when you move off from Rodgers, you do it with the the hope and the expectation that love will at least be Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a fine bar. Hopefully he can be a little bit better, but at least in terms of how we took care of the ball and uh, and efficiency. Jones only had 15 touchdowns, but he only had five picks. And the offense wasn't him. The offense was Saquon. Well, you might expect the Packers offense this year to hopefully be LaFleur, but also a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of the running game, and a lot of maybe easier completions for the quarterback. So he doesn't need to be the, the motor behind it, but if he could reach the bar of, of Daniel Jones, I think – it, it warrants the move off from Rodgers, and I think it's all you really need. Who ha- who will have a bigger impact on next season? Will it be, say, Jordan Love, or will it be Joe Barry? If If you have to rely on one or the other to have a better season, who is it? Joe Barry in the defense or Jordan Love? And in a quarterback-driven league, you probably your first reaction would be, Joe, you know, uh, Jordan Love. But if you give the – we just went through the numbers. If you give even Daniel Jones-like numbers, they won games, they went to the postseason. In the NFC, in a weaker NFC, if you just give those types of numbers, you're, you're more than likely going to have success if – that's a big if, if you have a defense that can back you up. The Giants had a pretty aggressive defense last year. And the reason the Giants won and moved on in the postseason last year, which they got the win. Kirk Cousins still searching for another win. He has one win in the postseason. Is that remarkable or not? Kirk Cousins won one time. That was down in New Orleans. Once. He's still looking for a second postseason win. But if you play to the level of, say, Daniel Jones, 
can you win with the team that you have now? 877-867-1670. And I, th- I think that's I, I think that's a legit ask. I, I think that's a legit maybe expectation. Uh, John says, if Love plays well, we're going to be at least as good as 8-9 and nine last year, in my opinion. Um, this one's from Steve, says, surely going to miss Rogers' uncanny accuracy with the deep throws, but the game can be won focusing on the shorter field. Brady, for example, I thought did that well. Laser focus. Uh, Scott says, for Green Bay to have a legit playoff shot, defense is going to have to be uh, significantly better, regardless of who the quarterback is. Uh, Thomas says maybe rebuild a tight end in a wide receiver position, but still not a complete rebuild overall. I see. I I would agree. I would agree. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you got a you know comment on it, please feel free to go ahead and bring it. Um, going back to to uh, um, David Bakhtiari. And uh, all this that it, it, it brings up, you know, and uh, the comparison when it comes to Favre and Rodgers and, and such, and then the moving forward and, and everything that's going on. And, you know, as we had the discussion a little earlier about whether or not anybody even gave a damn if David Bakhtiari was with, was with Aaron Rodgers down at the Kentucky Derby, which I don't. It was brought up by others, not by myself. Uh, but David Bakhtiari, going back to April 24th, uh, on open mic with Mike Silver uh, talking about the Packers, quote, rebuild, rebuild. Um, so th- that was his that was his statement. Take take a listen again what he had to say about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, probably because I think you're rebuilding. We're moving on from a whole team quarterback. <laughs> the Packers rebuilded from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. What are we going to say? It's not a rebuild. That is what that is. And that's totally fine. I am not saying that we're going to be bad. I'm not saying we're going to be good. I don't know. And that's a beauty. No one really knows how good they are. We're, we start the season. Everyone is batting a thousand. No one has any losses. No one has any wins. And let the season play out however it may be. Now, I'm assuming Vegas has their odds and their standards. And I'm assuming they're going to put us pretty low. Great. I don't care how good a team is on paper. You're going to have to go out there and play 60 minutes. And then we really see who's the better team. So there you go. That is uh, that is David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. There you go. Talking about uh, talking about uh, you know a rebuild, if you will, for the Green Bay Packers. And I, when you look at the Green Bay Packers, going back to the roster. You know, that they had, and you had Greg Jennings at the time. You had Chad Clifton. You had Darren College. You had Scotty Wells, and you had Tausch. You had Aaron Campman. You had Ryan Pickett. Um, you picked up some of these guys that, uh, you know, you could you could play with. Charles Woodson was there. These guys were all with Favre. So, and they came over in the from the Favre era to the Rogers era. So I, I don't I wouldn't call that a rebuild. So I and again I guess it depends on everybody's terminology and definition of what a rebuild is, but no, I don't I don't uh I don't really pay too much attention to that to that. Uh, like Ben said, a rebuild to me is basically saying we're not gonna win. We're not gonna win for a while. 
and we're gonna we're gonna falter. We're gonna you know continue to acquire talent, and then we'll be ready to go. And I'm not gonna sit here and say the Packers went out and found a bunch of talent to then fortify around Aaron Rodgers after after Brett Favre. They accentuated the defense a little bit, but I'm not going to say they did, you know, went into full-blown rebuild. Rebuild Again, rebuild to me is going to be a couple of years easy of losing. And the Packers didn't do that. I think the Packers are just going to pick up where they left off, and it just depends on the play of the quarterback to what level he comes in at. His gravity and health, of course. And then on top of that, I think it's going to be what Joe Barry does. I, I If there's anybody that's coming into this season with a boatload of pressure, I think it's Joe Barry. I think it's Joe Barry. You know? Um, I, if you took – let me ask you this. And this is this is probably a better question and a better, better determining factor. If you t- and that's a great question, Ben. Ben just uh, you know tweeted at me or uh, hit me up with a message and said, "Look, other than the quarterback position, did this team upgrade at all of the positions of need?" Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Did this team upgrade? at all the positions of need. Short of, and again, the moves that have been made this offseason, have the moves been made to get this team better? Other than the quarterback position, okay? Other than the quarterback position, have the moves that have been made this offseason been done to make this team better? And I'm not talking long-term, way down the road or anything like that. I'm talking about, do you feel, that this team is a better team today, short of the quarterback position, than they were when the season ended against the Lions. Yes or no? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That is a really deeper, more philosophically complete question, in my opinion. 877-867-1670. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. That that I want to know. Uh, give us a shout, and we'll get to your. I want to get your calls on this. Phone lines are wide open, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on all of this stuff when we come back. Hang in there. This portion of the program, as you can see over my shoulder, brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing, brewing excellence since eighteen fifty seven, right here in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. San Giorgio, Pizzeria Napolitana, and uh, I suggest that maybe we all get together down there. Maybe Friday night, something like that, to go catch the Admirals game. Admirals in the postseason. They have now advanced, and maybe we all get together ahead of time, get over to Gino's, get some pizzas at San Giorgio. Then after that, head to the Admirals game. We're going to figure something. We got we got something cooking. We'll, we'll figure something out. But 
That being said, there is no better Italian food uh, in the area than Calderon Club and San Giorgio Pizzeria Napoletana. Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, across the street from the Hyatt Hotel. Go in and say, tell Gino and everybody that we said hello. And I, I want to do that this week at some point if I possibly can. i got to get out to a lot of different places. When the weather breaks, jump on the motorcycle, go say hi to a few people. I haven't been able to do that a whole lot over the last three weeks. We've been pretty much out of town. But I'm going to get down to San Giorgio and call her own club for sure. Almost yesterday, I uh, want to say get well soon to uh, our buddy Carmelo, too. Carmelo uh, is dealing with kidney stones. <laughs> So uh, I was going to go out. We were going to go out and see him yesterday uh, at Calderon Club in Fox Point. And uh, I texted him and said, hey, we're coming in. Uh, save me a couple of seats at the bar. Love to love to see you guys. And uh, Frankie was off. And uh, Carmelo's like, yeah, I'm not there today. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. What's, what's going on? Uh, kidney stones. Oh, kidney stones. Ben, the, the curse of the, what I want to say for the most part, the older people that, uh, you know, forget drinking water is an essential thing to, you know, the daily life. And uh, do you ever have kidney stones or know somebody who has? I think my grandfather did years ago. And I have not uh, had uh, kidney stones, no. Uh, I'll tell you, just crush the water, man. Just I don't drink, let the cows. What's that? I drink a lot of seltzer, which is okay. water adjacent, and I think it yeah. does a similar purpose. I've it always does. argued that. As a matter that. of fact, the study just came out yesterday that seltzer water has even a better hydration rate in the body than regular water. You're kidding. I need to send nope. that to my friends. They always yeah. thought I was a crazy person because I, I, no. I don't drink much normal water. The beauty is I've always argued it actually is better for me because I drink more of it because I like the taste so much. So it makes yeah. me more hydrated. And they never as would understand that. As long as it's that. actually water. Uh, unsugared water because uh, the sugar can block the hydration of the body. But, yes, seltzer water, a water uh, of any type, can hydrate the body. Uh, it, it just came out that it hydrated the body a little bit better than just regular water. And you're right. You, if you drink more of it, you're more hydrated. But, uh, yeah, boy, oh, boy, you ever get kidney stones, man. That's something. Uh, they call it the uh, the male equivalency of childbirth. Uh, I don't, I've never hmm. been childbearing. I have had some women that have told me that when they had kidney stones, it was worse than childbirth. I don't know. Uh, but I know when I had them, uh, and I'm a, I've got a heavy tolerance for pain. I, I can't tell you how many times I've done something where I've gone to the doctor and I've kind of been in discomfort. And the doctor says, I don't know how you're walking or I don't know how you're moving around, how you're doing this or that because my back and all that kind of stuff. But that would that brought me to my knees, man. Kidney stone, oh, you want no part of that, none at all. Listen, I'm so, I'm very open, by the way, to an official seltzer of the Bill Michaels Show, because I will I will push that like I've never pushed anything else. <laughs> I'll push that like a kidney stone, Bill. If we're being there, honest. you go. Okay. So well, if anyone's we end out up, there, if if there is something in the, I don't even know if maybe Point Brewing makes, but they make a root beer. That I know. Maybe they make a water. Maybe they have a, a, a seltzer water, or maybe there's a brewery out there that has a seltzer water water that wants to be a part of the program. We'd do that. We'd get on board with that. So there you go. Um, Jason says, uh, Bill, is somebody who's passed a few stones, it's uh, protein, protein, fat, chocolate, et cetera, not just water. 
Um, I agree, but every time I've ever had anybody that's had kidney stones, one thing the doctor always says, it's a calcification that needs to be more fluid within your system so it doesn't have time to calcify, therefore drink more water, juices, and things like that. That's what they've always said. I'm only going by what, uh, what the, what, through my personal experience, what I've been told. And every time I start to feel a little bit, uh, you know, you get feel a little bit in the kidney area, I'm kind of like I start chugging water like there's no tomorrow. And usually by that point in time, if, if you have calcification, it's, it's too late. But then I peed myself. Then you pee yourself. Uh, Jason says, does beer count? Unfortunately, beer does not count. <laughs> Just because of the alcohol, alcohol evaporates the water, and the body doesn't necessarily retain it. It just gets rid of it. As they say with beer, you only rent it. So there you go. Fizzy. Rick says fizzy. Maybe we go with fizzy. I don't I don't know if fizzy's brewed here in the state of Wisconsin, but who knows before it's all said. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Luke. Luke, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Big unit. What's going How on, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm oh, doing, doing good I, today, I man. I don't even. That's good. Good to hear. I'm just enjoying my time up here. Uh, taking a little bit of a break for lunch. Um sitting in a beautiful, beautiful spot, looking at the Eagles, looking at the, believe it or not, there's some Pelicans around here. I don't care. It's insane. <laughs> it's where insane. where are you at? In Cameron? Yeah. Rice Lake, okay. Cameron area. Yep. Rice Lake, yep. Uh, nice area. Yep. It is. It's, it's beautiful here. But, hey, man, I, I just want to kind of jump right into this. Uh, I don't really remember your question, but I'd, I'd want to just, speak out that I think that I feel my opinion is Green Bay has made some big time strides. I think um, they're sticking to the plan, going defense, pass rusher. I mean, you can't you can't win without a good pass rusher. And uh, Rashawn Gary went down, and they keep loading up, loading up, and loading up. And I, I really I love that plan. And then second round. I mean, come on, I, let's go. Tight ends, I, you know, I, I believe that we're on the right track. And all these disbelievers out here that think that, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of disbelief out there. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it right. at that. And, you know, I, I really believe that Green Bay's got the train on the tracks. They got the engine tooting. They got they got the conductor rolling the train, and there ain't no stops coming. The- uh, yeah, well, let me let me say this. Appreciate the phone call. And uh, if you're sitting outside, you're right though. I will say this. I just saw a story over the weekend with pelicans returning to the area. Uh, so I, I will agree with you. There are pelicans in the area, which is normally something that you only see when you go down to Florida. Um, the uh, the train on the track scenario. Now, Ben, you and I were talking over the weekend. Uh, all the reports are that Van Ness is like some kind of sculpted Adonis. Oh, yeah. Uh, and looks looks the part. Correct? That is what I've heard, and I'm happy to – I'm excited to hear Mike confirm those reports. If by chance – I'm giving a huge what if here. If by chance is advanced – beyond the collegiate play to the point that he can be some type. I'm not saying he's got to be this destructive force or anything like that as the rookie of the year, not, nothing like that. But let's just say he 
can be a better than serviceable force on the outside. And then you get Rashawn Gary back, and you have a rotation of guys. Rashawn Gary, Van Ness, Preston Smith, Angabare. You've got a rotation of guys. Quick, strong, rushers can get to the quarterback. If you have that alongside already a what looked to be a up-and-comer in Devontae Wyatt, an established pro bowler in Kenny Clark, uh, you get a better run-stopping capability out of Quay Walker, already a, a solid player in Devontae Campbell. You can have a really good defense. I would agree with, with our caller that if indeed the defense is in that realm, then they can be really, really good. Which is why I asked the question before: Who has the, who has the most pressure on him? Is it Jordan Love to perform offensively, or is it Joe Barry to actually utilize the talent and make this team so much better? Can you imagine what this team could be if you had? Now they don't have Bosa and company; they don't have some of that level of talent. But if you had a from if you had a contributing defense where everybody's getting their own and a, a solid secondary. And say Stokes comes back and and plays well, and I'm not saying he's going to replicate or duplicate what he did from his his rookie year, but he comes back and plays well after that horrific ankle injury and such. If by chance, knock on wood, all of that happens, is Joe Barry then, when you say you've got the conductor, that's my only question, is do you really have the conductor? Is the conductor Matt LaFleur? Because Matt LaFleur left it up to the assistant conductor, which is your Joe Barry defense. And I, I think probably, the, you know, 1A and 1B of the scrutiny that I'm ready to lay on this team where I'm going to have the most watchful eye this season, one is going to be on Jordan Love, but two, probably more so than anything, is going to be on the utilization of the defense and what they can do as a whole. Because you just can't live with death by a thousand cuts again this year. You Because if you have an offense that doesn't go continuously – and then you have a defense that's on the field, on the field, on the field. They give up a field goal or they give up a touchdown after a long these long drives. Then your offense goes three and out, and then your defense has to go back out and sustain again in the Joe Barry philosophy style of death by a thousand cuts, and they give up more points. You go down two scores. There's more than two scores. You're not. There's not many times that this team's going to come back and win ball games. Not that any other team really does. But this team, the way it is with the questions offensively, this needs to be a drive, 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 drive-oriented offense. Get stops or fumbles or turnovers defense. Give the ball back to the offense to give them another bite at the apple or two or three and try to win games that way. You're going to have to win games with your defense this year. It's always been, don't worry about it, keep it close, Aaron Rodgers will win you a game. I don't think you, you – I know you can't say that anymore. That's why the defense has to be better. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Brett says, don't forget eight first-round draft choices on defense. Don't forget, though, two of those are banged up right now until they come back and start playing. But you're right. You do have eight, eight technically eight draft choices on defense. And then – John says, uh, pass rush and stopping the run, the great defense, uh, the biggest problem last year. They have to get that fixed via this scheme this year. 
whatever they need to do, Joe Barry has to do it. 877-867-1670. Find us. We'd love to hear from you again. Give us a shout. A lot of stuff to get to, a lot of stuff to talk about. My buddy Todd at Skipper Bud says, pontoons plenty. Come on in, check it out. They have everything from your budget, affordable, low-end starter pontoon, all the way up to some of those with cranking engines that can keep just the bottom of the pontoons in the water, and that's the extent of it. Uh, They've got them anywhere from 14 feet all the way up to 32 feet. I mean, just whatever it happens to be, they've got everything. Pontoon, pontoon, pontoons all over the place. New boats, used boats. They're paying the most for boats. So if you're looking to put get on the water this summer, check out our friends at Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. Make sure you ask for Todd, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. I was just uh, up that way the other day. I'm going to go actually heading up there today uh, to check on my boat. But I was up there the other day, and uh, my God, the engines that are out now are just amazing. Everything from the small outboards that that, that kind of the uh, you know the older style used to be all the way up to the V's, the V6s, the V8s, V12 engines. Oh my God, these things are taller than I am. It's amazing. And whatever you need on the back of your boat, they've got it. Go to boat sales, service, storage, you name it. Skipper Buds in Pewaukee, two six two five four four twelve hundred. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Stopped in today. Feel normal today. No travel coming up. Just back in the house and going to get some things done uh, around the homestead this morning. I got uh, got up this morning. I came home yesterday uh, about six o'clock after the weekend. I fell asleep about six thirty and didn't wake up till seven this morning. I mean, it was woof. Like all the travel, everything we've been doing kind of caught up with me. So I woke up this morning and realized over the last couple of weeks, not being here, haven't bought any really any food. So this morning it was get up and head to Quick Trip. You got to head to Quick Trip. I grabbed a breakfast sandwich, which is kind of against the diet, but I, I you know, was craving one. And I went there and then I grabbed the, uh, you know, a dozen eggs. Uh, I love their bananas. Grab some bananas to fortify the house. Uh, a gallon of milk at two ninety nine because I haven't had milk in the house for about three weeks now. So just to kind of replenish the house, uh, just because I wanted to do it quick and easy and fast. And so anyway, long story short is, uh, you know, I, I stopped at Quick Trip this morning. So I was excited uh, to get back to Quick Trip, to be able to go in and get a couple of things that I needed and uh, get back to normal. And uh, always good to go into Quick Trip. And then every time I go in there now, I look at that iGog section like, do I need a, do I need, need a pair of glasses? Do I need to grab me something? Because you know they've got that thing going on to the end of the month. You buy some iGogs, use your quick rewards card, right? And then you're automatically registered at the end of the month with iGogs and Skidoo. They're given Sea-Doo, They're giving away two, not one, but two personal watercraft. So uh, for two people. So I'm t- telling you, man, it's a it's a great deal. <laughs> All because you're going to go there anyway. You could possibly get something really cool in return and put you on the water for the summer. So some great stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. Keep going in, keep stopping by, and keep using that Quick Rewards card and earning yourself, whether it's, you know, a little less pain at the pump or uh, some terrific things you could possibly win, like some personal watercraft sea So good stuff. Um, 
Yes, this week is when the uh, the schedules come out, right? Right, Ben? It uh, is. Isn't, isn't that like in three days, like on Thursday the 12th, or something like that? I think, the maybe 12th? Friday. Friday? Okay. Yeah, the schedules come out this week for the NFL. Uh, I know that there are a lot of uh release party stuff that's going on and this is this is something that the nfl is trying to make into a thing now you know they started it last year it used to be just before the draft the nfl would release the schedules and it was just something that it was a press release and said here they would give you the um the first four which would be your preseason schedule and then in a couple of days they would give you the full schedule and then after that was the draft, and then after that was the camps, and it kind of kept the, the, the wheels churning for the NFL and the big PR machine that it is. Uh, now you do all – because the draft stands on its own. So pre-draft hype keeps the NFL pretty much in the forefront all the way through the draft. And then you get that to sink in, settle a little bit. The rookie minicamp hits. It comes and goes. And then you get the giant schedule release party. And that's what's coming up this week. So the NFL is going to release the, release the schedules coming up uh, on the 12th. And I thought it was the 11th for some reason. I thought it was Thursday night, the 11th. But if you, if it's the 12th, I'll go with your I'll go with your thoughts on that, Ben. Uh, but uh, regardless, the schedule comes out this week, and then we'll all know, uh, you know, where we're going to be, what we're going to be doing, and that's when. By the way, that's when we will start playing our 2023 run, hopefully to some type of a, a playoff run. That's when we'll start planning where we're going to be for the huddles, for the post-game shows, all that stuff. So this week, over the weekend, next week, it all gets underway. And that excites me because then we'll know, you know, we'll know where they're going to be playing and when and who. But then we'll know myself and Mike Clemens, we start to get into our travel mode schedule. Okay, where are we going to be? What are we going to be doing? What hotels do we need to get? You know, where are we going to be broadcasting from, pregame, postgame, all that kind of stuff, Thursday night huddles, Wednesday night huddles, you know, all that. We're, I, I look forward to it. And this year, the cool thing about the huddle is that uh, we can move it around. We're going to take a few dates. We're not going to be on the road as much as we were this year with uh, 23 straight weeks of being on the road on Wednesday nights. We're still going to do the huddle. But we may not be in a pub every week, but we are going to be moving it around the state this year. Not just here in my backyard, but we could be coming to your back backyard as well. So, It is the 11th, by the way. I it was is an the idiot. 11th, okay. It was May 12th okay. last year. I usually will bow to your knowledge because you That's are the well-read one of the bunch. And, uh, and I, 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 you know, uh, that's okay. I, I kind of thought it was a Thursday night because they usually try to own that Thursday night. Because Friday night, everybody's out doing something, you know. But Thursday night, the NFL will try to own because that gives them momentum going into the weekend. Well, the weekend. So, uh, Rick, Rick keeps saying come to Marshall. Rick, we may do a nuts deep two huddle this year. Just so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get that in the works up there. We got call somebody at the radio station. And tell them we want to get a hold of them. And we'll get that going. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I've waxed a little nostalgic far too long. This portion of the program brought you. Speaking of our friends up in that area, our buddy Dwayne. We saw Dwayne over the weekend. Great time. And my buddy Justin, who played on Dwayne's cover at all team, made some fantastic shirts. 
You got one too, didn't you, Ben? He made you one, right? I did. Yes. Yes. Ben's got a Dwayne's Cover It All uh, golf team shirt. Dwayne's Cover It All. Not only, I guess, do they do the boat covers, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, and so much more, but uh, they have cool shirts now to go along with it. Uh, that being said, uh, he does everything. And as a matter of fact, he's going to be down here in a couple of weeks because uh, Stoley's Hog Alley, the sales are going to be done uh, for the covers and the awnings, so to speak, for the uh, for the new deck that they built on that place, that renovation I've been telling you about. And I love it when our sponsors kind of interact and get up with each other and uh, they help each other out. And that's the way it works. That's the way it's supposed to work. It's supposed to benefit everybody. So if you're looking for a boat cover, if you're looking for a travel trailer cover, if you're looking for an awning, gym equipment, office furniture, something, an heirloom at your house, he can do it. That is Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All. Dot com. That's Dwayne's Cover It All dot com or call him 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Dwayne's Cover It All. Give him a shout. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Excitement, entertainment, the gathering. Maybe even to uh, drop a little, little bit on your favorite uh, sporting contest. That's Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. The sports book is open. PaysBig.com. And if you're looking for a weekend stay, the hotel is beautiful. If you're looking for just a night, fantastic. If you're looking for a dinner, don't forget, there's a lot of great restaurants in downtown Milwaukee, but they have two of them right there inside Potawatomi as well. Steakhouse. Asian cuisine, great stuff. That's our friends over there at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. And don't forget, Thursday nights all month long, they are rocking it, giving away some big time. Everything's just getting a little bit easier, so to speak. you got more opportunity to win some big time money uh, over there at Potawatomi on Thursday nights. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Um, I, <laughs> this, is from, uh, this is from Mark. And I got to admit, this made me laugh. He sent me a picture. Ben, have you seen any pictures over the weekend of the coronation? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I did. He's, <laughs> Mark says he sends me a picture of uh, the newly crowned king and his wife walking out of this church for like a photo op or wherever it was, whatever this thing took place in. And I really did. I got to admit, I didn't pay much attention to it at all. <laughs> but he said he looks like an old pimp. He has his hose out. <laughs> just, it's hilarious. He, just the picture itself. I got to repost this thing over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But <laughs> just he looks like a really old pimp. And he does. He's kind of got this this shoulder lean to him. <laughs> he just, he, he looks like, uh, God, who was the guy that used to walk around with the clock on him? Oh, God. Oh, uh, Flavor Flav. He looks like Flavor Flav. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe this, the, the, the drawn human appendage, a uh, certain human <laughs> appendage in the lawn was a, a pointed message, if you will. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> he said he looks like an old pimp. 
I'm sorry, but that hit me. I almost blew tea out of my nose during the break. I was looking at that, and it popped up, and it was an email, and I, oh, God, I was crying. i I got to repost it. But uh, it's Prince, or, well, now King Charles. What has happened to the British monarchy over the last, we'll say, almost decade but once queen elizabeth died that was it it was like this thing that the dignity class and elegance that was you know and we all know look they've been involved in sex scandals and all kinds of stuff so you can't put the royal family above anybody else to be honest with you but once this guy took over <laughs> he's, he gives him this scepter and he's got his he got he has the big robes and he's got the he's got the crown on it's a little crooked and He's got his shoulder down. He looks like the white version of Flavor Flame, for God's sake, short of a big clock around him. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Uh, they're like if you gave the Kardashians some type of royal power. <laughs> right? That's exactly and a bigger right. platform. Oh, my God. That's exactly right. Oh, that made me laugh. I was crying during the break. That That's hilarious. Hey, Mark, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Or Mike, excuse me. Mike. It was hilarious. Um, some breaking news out of American Family Field, the Milwaukee Brewers. The uh, it, It's done. Just so you know, it's done. The experiment that was, uh, you know, selling beer and such past the seventh inning. No! Not happening anymore. The club is now going to revert back to the former policy starting tonight. Alcohol sales cut off at the end of the seventh inning. It's a sad day. Um, it is a sad day. It's a sad day. It's when, when the Karens scream loud, for whatever reason, the Karens are heard over everybody else. Um, and it is what it is. Look, I, I am all for being responsible, 100%. But there is nothing different than having a beer and putting your glass to the table and then walking out side of the bar and leaving from there than it is to putting the glass to the table and walking out of American Family Field and leaving the place. And a lot of people shuttle, shuttle or bus in, you know. I mean, if you really want to get technical about it, you're, you're, you're not doing much other than hindering the team's ability to sell beer, other than that. Because uh, if people are going to want to drink and indulge and not be responsible, they do it, unfortunately. And as far as most Brewers fans, the, the vast, vast, vast majority – if you're like me, you know. You know, I, I really don't normally drink after the seventh inning, uh, to be honest with you. But, you know, some I know who do. And I, there are people I know who have maybe one beer the entire game. They sit around. They talk. They enjoy themselves. They'll have the hot dog and the pop. and they'll, Then they'll go, okay, maybe I want a beer. One beer, you know, whatever. But the, uh, the Karens that scream the loudest have won. And the Brewers are reverting back to uh, the old policy starting tonight. Alcohol sales will be cut off. At the end of the seventh inning. There you go. At the end of the seventh inning. So that's breaking news out of American Family Field. Just as the team starts to struggle as well. Right? Yeah. They're probably going to say that was the reason the team was struggling. It was bad juju. Got to be careful here because uh, if it gets too bad, we might have a hot dogs in Philadelphia situation. Right? You know, where people just get angry that they don't have enough time. In that case, it was to eat dollar hot dogs. So they start throwing them at people. Mm. Not to condone those actions, but no, listen. No, I don't no. blame them, I don't think. I, I think it's better, though, if you're going to have some type of a riot to, rather than physical violence, it would be better to be hit with a flying wiener. <laughs> Just... 
Now, a brat or a wiener, that's where we get into a bigger discussion. <laughs> Talking about a little still can't get larger of an object. <laughs> it's Charles's Flavor Flame. All right, we got two hours down. We're halfway through the program. Stay tuned. We got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this.